0: welcome to present truth broadcast with pastor maxwell Ogaga. brought to you by present truth ministry a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of god's word for more information and free downloads please visit www.pastormax.ng let's praise get into the word father thank you because i'm anointed to teach thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of jesus and our lives will never be the same again in jesus mighty name we pray okay so as we wrap up this potential development series i'd like to look at three verses of scriptures we'll read all three verses and then we'll start our conversation let's start with proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17. proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17 if you go through the new king james version it says as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend now i'm going to come back to this verse all right But I want you to... How many of you have heard this verse read before all your life? You've heard it. This is one of the most powerful verses you will ever find in the scripture. But I'm going to explain it to you, right? Let's go to Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. It says, He who works with wise men... Will be wise. He who works with wise men. Will be wise. But the companion of fools. Will be destroyed. Observe the word. Will be. Will be. You can't change that. It is certain. Praise God. The word of God is true. This is also true. It says, if you walk with the wise, you will be wise. If you walk with fools, you will be destroyed. Now observe, it didn't say if you walk with the wise, you will, okay. He said, if you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. But observe, it did not say if you walk with the fools, you will be foolish. Because you were already foolish before you started walking with the fools. So what's gonna happen is rather you are going to be destroyed because if you were wise in the first place, you won't be walking with fools. So, by the second line, your foolishness is already established, right? The Bible already agrees that this guy is foolish, that's why he's choosing foolish people. But what the Bible is trying to say in the last part is the end result of that companionship. So the key in Proverbs 13:20 is the end results. So, what the Bible is trying to say is listen. You can't actually predict your end by your association. But the the most funny thing about life is fools don't even know that they are fools. That's where the problem is. That's why we all have to pray for discernment. Are you following what I'm saying? Because wherever you are in life, there will be people who will accommodate you on that level. Even if someone is a, a drug addict, his best friend is a drug addict. And both of them think that you are their problem. That is why for certain people, you can advise them. You have to pray that the spirit of God will open their eyes. That they will know and see. Like the prodigal son. And be able to stand up from where they are. It's not true counseling. It's, it's just true prayer. It, it takes God to be able to open their eyes and to see. Well, we'll come back here. He who works with the wise with wise men, including wise women, will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Destroyed is not a good word. We don't even need to search for the Greek. It's just not good. Amplified version. He who works as a companion with wise men will be wise. But the companions of conceited Dull withered fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. Okay. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. First, First Corinthians fifteen verse thirty three. Do not be deceived. So if the Bible says do not be deceived, if you read it in the negative, it means you can be deceived. Right. Now, what is the deception there? What is the deception there? The deception is to think that evil communication does not corrupt good manners. That's the deception. The deception is when somebody thinks, you know... I'm a good Christian I'm a strong guy but all my friends are womanizers but it doesn't really matter I know who I am in Christ that's 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 deception right there that's deception right there It says do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits don't be deceived about it don't be strong about it it is deception to think that you can be in the mist or associate with evil people and then you will not be corrupted now this is the principle of corruption is very easy corruption does not happen like uh what's the best way to describe it now how many of you have that this cupboard at home you know you just nice cupboard well painted beautiful you even took a selfie with it and uploaded it on facebook cupboard things you know and then you just realize one of these days ants it's just eating it up, and it's getting flaky, like, right? Like, dropping, and you, you realize that at a point, one of these days, once you just touch it, then the whole cupboard comes down. How many of you have experienced that? You haven't experienced that? Okay. It happens. How did those ants start? It's gradual, gradual. And what happened? They began to corrupt the wood. Now, when they started corrupting the wood, what happened? The strength of the wood right got lesson and then the ability of the wood to handle certain levels of weight was not there anymore but observed it that was not how the wood was designed from the day it came to your house the wood was strong it was good but then ants entered into it and corrupted it Uh, for ICT people you know when you say a file is corrupt right you do all your work beautiful save it properly it's there and then you just open the file and certain words start showing that you don't even understand what he's saying. You know that's not what you typed. You know that's not what you saved. But because the file has been corrupted, what happens? It doesn't show you what it needs to show you. And sometimes you can't even identify how the file got corrupted. It's like, oh, what did I use? How did it get corrupted? And all that and all that. That's what corruption is. So corruption is not going to come upon you like, bam, this is corruption. No. It's like us waking up in this country and realizing the massive level of corruption. Sometimes we don't even know how we got here. It just started from one person bribing one person to the other. One person saying, well, I know my cousin can do this job even if he's not qualified. And before we know, a massive cor- um, a massive weapon of corruption is upon us. In fact, I was coming back on Monday. I went to one of our mission stations, So I was coming back. I was on the public transport. And uh, a police guy stopped us. And you know, when the police guys stopped us, everybody in the vehicle just told the driver, "Why are you stopping? Give him money, let's go now." I'm like, you know, it was like, uh-uh. The driver now said, "Why should I give you?" He said, "You are wasting our time." So I had to speak up for the driver, like, "Wasting our time? How? Is the police supposed to check the vehicle?" He said, "What is he checking?" Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, even yourself, sometimes you now get confused. That uh, am I, am I normal? Like. You're know, you 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 not sure anymore. That's what corruption is. You're not even sure anymore. And then the police checked and everything was okay. And then he let us go. And the man says, listen, I can't give them money. All my papers are correct. How much do I make on this? trip?" people say, "But you're wasting our time. You're wasting. And those are the same guys who didn't go to the park. They stood along the road, waiting for this vehicle to show up. And yet they still complain of time. But what am I saying in essence? Corruption is not something that is strong. Sometimes you don't even know you're corrupted. It is certain actions and certain words that will begin to reveal the extent of corruption you have imbibed what happens when you walk with such people they constantly do things and say things that deaden your conscience and before you know you are just accommodative I'll give you an example you're somebody who doesn't drink then you have all kinds of drinkers around you then before they know you know you say there's social drinking you know it's it's not you know, you can take the beer a little and just mix it with Fanta. Just little, little, even the Bible said it. Take a little wine for your stomach's sake. All right. You're not Timothy. You don't have stomach problems. Then you start mixing, then Coke. Then you now reduce the level of Coke, now reduce the level of Coke. After a while, I just one glass of beer, just a glass It will not do you anything. And then just two glasses in fact show me in the bible show me even some pastors drink it's not everything we should say here but some pastors drink you know what's going on corruption is happening are you following what i'm saying you hang around some people and then they start telling you about side chicks it's, ah, you know, it's not everything your woman can give to you. How can somebody just be eating a goosey, super goosey, super goosey, super goosey? Don't you get tired? Once in a while, just test up. But or not just little, little. And then before you know, then what is going to happen? The conversation around your table will start pointing about all the evils women are doing. That's our woman in Abuja. She just sold the husband for nothing. Very good man. Sold the man. How much? 35 naira. Yay! Sold the man for 35 naira. Oh! And then, what's happening? Corruption is happening. So, we don't don't try to withstand corruption. We'll de-associate ourselves from it. There's a difference between when you're trying to reach someone... And when you are associating with someone. Why? Because Amos 3.3 3 says, Can two walk together except they agree? So, somewhere deep within you, there's an agreement in that association. Is that okay? Alright. What's the scripture we're in? 1 Corinthians 15.33. Okay. Do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. It will corrupt it. Bad company corrupts good morals. Bad company corrupts good morals. Get back to Proverbs 27, 17. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17. Okay. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. I've explained to you before that the Bible was written. There are all kinds of literature found in the Bible. So you have poetry, you have uh, metaphors, you have, all kinds of languages literature languages prose and everything right in the scripture now in the Hebrew language when he says as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance or the face of his friend that word countenance in the Hebrew is face what he was trying to describe essentially is because of the, the the way the ancient civilization was you had a sword right you had a sword like like sword for fighting right and then you had a stone right so if you grew up in the village this is not an example to you this is your life all right and then if you wanted to sharpen the cutlass or the sword what do you do you do what you do what you use the stone but on the face of the cutlass right so let's say the cutlass is this way this is where you're going to use to cut this is the face of the cutlass not the back right this is the back this is the face Right, so you bring the stone and you you file. Thank you, that you surely grew up somewhere. You keep filing and filing until it becomes sharp. Right, so this is the face. Are, are you are you following what I'm saying? So when he says as iron sharpens iron, he wasn't talking probably about two irons as it were. But even if you want to use that, after civilization developed from the stone age, then they had files. You know that short iron file. But what I want you to pick very carefully about what the scripture is trying to say is this. You actually have to bring those two, the iron, which is the sword or the cutlass or whatever you want to sharpen. And then the iron, which is the file. You actually have to bring them together. That's one. It has to come together. Then number two, listen carefully. There has to be consistent interaction. That's why I want to to, to, to first understand. You you, you get what I'm saying? There has to be that consistent interaction. Now, that consistent interaction will always produce a result as far as that interaction is happening. Are we together? Okay. I'll read it from the Amplified. Everybody listen. Very important. As iron sharpens iron, so one man Sharpens and influences another through discussion. All right? As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. Now, two things I want you to pick from that verse. Number one, one man. You don't need three files to get that cutlass sharpened. And then true discussion. How do people change words? How was man created through words? How was man created? I know some of you think man, well, not that you think. That's what the Bible says. Man was formed from the dust of the earth. Was formed from the dust of the earth. But the creative process of man was through words. When God said, let us make man. So words are the initiator of change so what are we going where are we going with this discussion every potential you have within you will either be maximized by your friends or would depreciate your association is critical to your potential development your friends can either act like a sharpening stone bringing out the best in you don't Underestimate the power of one person influencing you. It doesn't take a whole world to influence you either in the wrong or the right direction. It doesn't take the whole world, just one person. And that's why one of the prayers you must pray every day in your life is that you will not meet the wrong people who would influence you wrongly. You always pray that way. Always pray about right relationships. Always pray about right relationships. Are you following what I'm saying? Always pray about what? Right relationships. A good friend will challenge you to think deeper, act wiser, and be more faithful. Think deeper, act wiser, and be more faithful. A good friend will question your motives. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing what you're doing? Your motives, they will want to know about your motives. You know, if you read my book, Love, Lost, and Lies, I, I ask every single to read it. If you read my book, Love, Lost, and Lies, I talked about that, you know, lost when Amnon and Tamar issue started. How did that whole thing started? A conversation and advice by a friend. Many more so, I like my sister. You know, that French would have said, well, if you like your sister, I mean, those traditions were not as it were much against marrying in that line. Go and do the traditional marriage, go and sort yourself out and get married. No, but the guy said, you know what? Pretend that you're sick. Tell your sister to tell the king that she cooked for you. And when your sister comes to cook for you, tell her to come and serve you in the bedroom. The guy was not this creative. His friend told him all that and he ended up raping the sister. Conversations are powerful. I don't know how to press this home to everybody. Conversations are powerful. And you cannot fulfill your potential in life if you keep listening to the wrong people. You see a good guy in the office who is just doing his job, diligent, just going about. And then he meets this guy in the office who is a crook. And then the conversation changes. Instead of how to develop your character. how much are they paying us? Ah, you know how much there are any. Don't mind this, but they are thieves. Don't mind. And then before you know, gradually you are starting to resent where you are working. Then the enemy takes a hold of that. You that were you were born with so much potential to be a world changer, you become an evil man. And yet you still come to church because you realize this, right? I speak to you, if you're a member of this church, probably I talk to you less than two hours every week. Right? One hour on Sunday, 45 minutes on Wednesday. So, if you're a member of this church, most technically, I'll tell you this now. I should be, but most times, I'm not the greatest influence in your life. That's just the truth. I am not the greatest influence in your life. I should be, but most likely I'm not. Some of you get the WhatsApp messages, you don't listen to them. You just click. Click. I know. So you don't listen to the messages again, right? And you're in church, you're distracted, a lot of things. So maybe out of that one hour, what you really heard is 10 minutes. Then you go back to the office on Monday. You're sitting with this guy in, in the office. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you guys even plan to hang out on Saturday just to cool off. And then cool off again. That cool enough to cool that cool enough off on Sunday. Final cool off. So you realize that that guy talks to you more than I talk to you. More than even God talks to you. Because you might likely not even have a study habit. More than the Holy Spirit even talks to you. Because you might not even have time to pray. Are you understand what I'm saying? And before you realize it. That word is that guy is the greatest influence in your life. Why? Through discussion. That is why you realize that people who believe the same thing are almost together. Are you following what I'm saying? And why do they believe that? Let me explain something to you today. And listen, and that's why we must all pray for the spirit of discernment. As a human being, you have the creative power of God within you, whether you're born again or not. It's there. God gave it to you. You can talk yourself into doing anything you want to do in this world and justify it. You can talk yourself into it. If you talk to yourself hard enough about something, you will believe it. You know why? Listen very carefully. Because that's how God has created man to believe. God has created a process in man that for a man to believe anything, he has to constantly hear it. So, it, God didn't create it with with uh, if you say the right things or if you say the wrong things. I don't know if you, if you get what I'm saying. The process is just for you to keep hearing something over and over and over again, you were trained to believe it. So a believer will be cautious about his discussions. Number one, I don't sit with people who don't believe that anything good can come from Nigeria. I don't because the first thing is I don't have money to relocate. You know, some people have that money, so they can engage, they can just decide this money. I'm not staying again. I can't do that. <laughs> to I can't do that. So i rather hang around people. And then if you hang around those people, your direction will always go through prayers, through faith and positive actions. Then if you hang around people who don't believe anything good can come for the country, they are looking for money to loan, to take off. It's, it's just the same thing. I don't care what your belief system is. You can choose your belief system. But your belief system is 95% made up of your dominant conversation. If you have people who don't believe in the power of the local church, they believe in live streaming and online services, after two months, you won't show up again. Are Are you following what I'm saying? So we must be careful if we want to fulfill our potential to check our associations. If you want to fulfill your potential, you must have friends who are able to speak hard truths to you. I've given you the example many times. If I just tell one of my friends now that I bought a very expensive car, very expensive car, the first question, at least I know three of my very closest friends will ask me, is how did the money come? And if you just say, well, it was just miraculous, they say, explain. I mean, they, those are friends who are not impressed by just what you achieve. They want to find out, how did you get there? If I, oh, my friend, something happened to his car, and uh, he needed to get a new car, so he called me up. So he was asking me about my car. She's so like, "Oh, what kind of car do you drive?" Like, "What kind of car do I drive? What kind of car do I drive?" So I "Remember it's a Ford." "Say which year?" "No idea." <laughs> "How does it work? Is it very fuel, fuel, fuel efficient?" "No idea." Ask me like two three, you know say, "Ah, oh, I forgot. Let me call this our other friend because they know me right from when I was in school. If the thing can move from here to where I am going to It is okay for me. I don't check all the other details. But there are guys who are, they know this, they know how many engines, they know plug, they know this, they know this, they know this. And that's fine. But you realize that those people didn't grow up with those knowledge. They also hung around people who that was their most dominant conversation. Are are you following what I'm saying? And I've had friends also who needed to find out something about a preacher and like, oh, no, no, go and ask him, he will know. And if he doesn't know, then just just forget and then they ask me about the preacher oh this, this 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 oh okay we know why because that's my dominant conversation your potentials will be revealed amplified or depreciated by your closest associates no man was created to be in isolation in acts chapter 4 verse 23 Acts 4.23, let's read that. When the apostles were threatened, something happened. The Bible says they went to their own company. They went to their own company. Acts 4.23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders have said to them. Verse 24. Look at their response. Verse 24. So when they heard, that they raised their voice to God with one accord and said Lord you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in it and you know the whole story who by the mouth of your servant and then they went on and prayed the Bible says the whole place was shaking what did they pray they said by miracle signs and wonders strengthen your apostles so that they will preach the word of God with boldness do you realize that when these guys he said by stretching out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be drawn through the name of your holy servant Jesus verse 31 and when they had prayed, the place they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Do you realize that when they came to their company, because it was the right company, that report that was supposed to shut the gospel rather amplified the gospel? They said, Come on, let's pray. And what happened? The apostles went everywhere. Miracles happening. They didn't get, they didn't get to church, and then the man shared. And he say, wow, this is an Islamic agenda. We are finished. did <laughs> they, they, they respond that way. They didn't even say, ah, apostle. Apostle, it's time to take off. It's time to take off. Say, do you have visa? say, no, no. Say, let's look for visa to Judea for you. You are gone. They didn't do that. How many of you shared dreams with people and then people just pour water on it? Like, let start this business. Ah, in this boni, they don't serve. And it's was like, it's true. Then they start convincing you, it's true. And that's the gift and the ability that God is giving to you. And then, they went to their own companions. And the response, you can have something, the doctor gives you a negative report, you meet the right person. And they say, "Wow, God can heal this sickness." Come on, let's pray. Let's believe God. And you're like, "Yeah, God can heal it." And then you just meet another person. It's like, what did the doctor call? He said, "Yeah." He say, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus." God forbid, but God for And you are just like, "I'm dead." Then the person start asking you, um, "Do you have like investment for your children? You know, in life you have to work with." You, you are like, "Oh God, I'm gone." And then it might look like, and then they will tell you, you know, I just care about you. You know what David prayed about the counsel of Ahithophel? He says, God, turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness. You know what the Bible says? It says, those days, the counsel of Ahithophel was like the counsel of the gods. David knew that if Ahithophel was counseling his enemy, they would overthrow him. He had to pray to God to turn the counsel of Ahitophet to foolishness. That is how powerful counsel is. That's how powerful. You know, we underrate it. The truth is, I've always told you in this church, no information will leave you the same. No conversation will leave you the same. It will either make you better or what? It's going to make you worse. And I want you to see the whole of these things. Everything I've taught you in the last couple of Sundays concerning potential development is at the mercy of your friends. Everything. The revelation, the writing, the priority. Because it's your friends that will also drag you from your priority. Say, ah, I want to pray so you can pray later. You can pray later. Even as you are entering the bike, be praying. God will hear. And you know what? Those are the friends that will drag you out of the secret place. Drag you out of spiritual activities. They will always fix a program when there's church event. And then when you say you can't come, they go into the sympathy mode. And then they start reminding you of how many funerals they have attended with you. Because almost everybody in your family is gone. When your uncle died, we went. When your auntie died, we went. When your grandfather died, we went. When your great-grandfather died, we went. Even the one that died, when he died again, we also went for the second burial. And they're like, okay. They say, it's just this one thing I'm asking you. Just this one thing. And then you realize that's the day that God wants to speak to you. So you want to check your priorities. You want to check your association. In Acts chapter 9, verse 27. Very interesting story. As I was, I was, as I was in the office, I saw this. I've never seen it before in this light, but I saw this. Acts 9:27. Praise God. Okay, that Acts. 9. Go back to that Second Samuel. Let him just note that scripture. Okay, that's the scripture I was talking about. In case you're writing, 2 Samuel 15:31. Then someone told David. Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom and David said oh Lord I pray turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness Acts chapter 9 verse 27. Acts 9 27 but Barnabas you know when Saul got born again because of all the evil Saul did nobody was accepting his ministry the guy just come and say I'm repented. I want to preach." he said we know you know it's okay but don't preach You know, so, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that they had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Next verse. So he was with them at Jerusalem coming in and going out. You know what? Amplified the ministry of Saul who became Paul. Barnabas had to take him there and do that introduction. It was from there that his ministry began to be accepted. So even though he had the potential to be one of the most powerful New Testament preachers, he needed an associate who could help him do that. Praise God. Love everybody, but relate closely with people who are positively influential to your potential development. Love everybody, but relate closely to people who are positively influential in your potential development. Your association will affect your motivations and aspirations. The people you associate with influence your aspirations. I, I learned this very early, and it, it helped me. When when I got called into ministry, into full time ministry, I wanted to go into full time ministry. I had a Facebook page. One of the things I did, I I totally took out that Facebook page totally, and I opened a new one. And I was very intentional. All my classmates, all my friends who I was doing NGO with, all those kind of people, I didn't associate, I didn't accept their friend request in this new one. Why? i mean i know most of them were going to be successful most of them were going to be working in oil and gas most of them were going to do well in whatever they have chosen i didn't want to be going through facebook and, and you know people just bought a car just built a house and then you just accept their call to ministry they are trusting god. whether you like it or not something in you will start speaking to you did you make the right choice why is life like this that's when you just go after facebook you now start praying oh god Oh God, where are my destiny helpers? Where is my GPS? Is that praying all kinds? Of... So I did that, and I did that intentionally. Intentionally. For some of my classmates, it is just in the last one year, I'm beginning to, because of course, at this stage, I'm not sure anything will make me. But I mean, it was very intentional. Some of my friends were doing business, we had no conversation, nothing. I just wanted, when I was believing God and God, my wife was earning 4,005. That was her salary. That was all the income that was coming to us in a month. And then you just realized that somebody gave him bonus for 200,000. That 4,005 in one year, that guy will still have extra change to play And... You say God has called you. That's when you start thinking. Should we do business and do ministry? Should we build tents and still preach? Did God say we should do full time? What is actually full time? If you really study the Greek. Does it mean you should not do anything. Anything at all. Or you should do something plus something. Did you understand that? You must be careful. When you are building certain things. You must learn to build in isolation. Until your convictions are deepened. How to do that? And then once I observed friends that their conversation in ministry was, man, we will make it. We will. I just withdrew myself. Withdrew. You don't counsel some people. You withdraw. You don't try to change them. Withdraw. You are not the Holy Spirit. The last time I checked, I'll check again next week, but you're not. Withdraw from certain people. You're a single girl. You're not married. And all the dominant conversation is how men are bad ah bad men ah bad men i'll tell you something you will end up marrying a bad person because internally you will create that expectation and even when a good man comes you say that's how this starts that's how this starts that's how this starts my friend one of my friends 25 years the man has showed his true color you know what you're just postponing your day of judgment because you cannot have more than you have spoken. Numbers as as they have spoken to my ears. So shall I do unto them. Praise God. I think I shared this story with you here many times. of When I joined the association of pastors in town. And I realized. Ah, they complain. Bonnie people don't come to church. Ah, they, they, they don't give. Yeah, this one. They don't. And I discovered I was also beginning to have that conversation. I wondered my wife. Say, we don't complain like this before. What's happening? I started tracing the conversation. And I realized, hey, this was when I joined this association. So I just asked them, how much is your dues for two years? They gave me. So I paid two years down and I didn't go to the meeting again. I will never go again. That was like two years ago. I'm sure my association dues has expired now. I didn't show up. Why? You will not even know. Was that, are there discouraging situations on the island? Absolutely. But I'm a fake man. I believe the word of God. I believe if God sent us here, we will make progress. People will hear the word. Are you Are you following what I'm saying? But then, before you know, your conversation is changing. How many of you realize the ten spies changed the conversation of a whole generation? They say, we are not able to go, and then they started crying, we will not be able to go. And those guys died. They didn't see the land. They didn't see the giants. They heard someone talk about the giant and then what happened? They started talking about the giant. Some of you are giving second-hand information about your life and your destiny. You've not even experienced the evil people are seeing in marriage. But you have already mapped out strategies to escape the evil. I will drop 70,000. I will drop 30%. In case he tells me to go, I will have something to fall on. You have not even started getting married. You have planned your exit, And then you just realize you wake up one day and there are issues in your marriage. And you're wondering, oh, Satan. No, not Satan. Seeds produce harvest. Your association will affect your motivations, will affect your aspirations. Your associations will never leave you neutral. Love is a command. Relationship is a choice. We're commanded to love everyone, but we're not commanded to relate with everyone. All right. You love everybody, but hey, come on. <laughs> you can't relate with everybody. Let me show you a New Testament example. Let's Second Thessalonians chapter three verse six. Are you still here? Second Thessalonians chapter three verse six. So what you're gonna do tonight is friend check. All right? Go through your phone. Don't block anybody yet. <laughs> just go just block, 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 block. See, why did you block me? See my pastor. See, these pastors, that's the problem. They didn't tell you. It's because they want your money. So that we that are advising you not to give to pastors. We are now our enemies, you know. Okay. Second chapter 3, verse 6. But we command you, brethren. Look at this. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother. Now, it didn't say withdraw from an unbeliever. Withdraw from every brother. That means a brother. Okay. Who works how? disorderly and not according to the tradition which you received from us. He said, if you observe someone who is not working consistently according to the teachings we are given, he says, withdraw yourself from him. He said, and we are commanding you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you realize here Paul did not say try to counsel the brother? Do you realize Paul did not say pray for the brother? You're going to pray, but pray after you have withdrawn. Look at this. It's simple English. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which you receive from us. We must always tell ourselves, even as a pastor, it came to a time where I had to own up to the truth. It's not everybody who sits in our church and listens to us that is even born again. You must admit it. Are you following what I'm saying? Not everybody will hear these messages and change. That's the truth. So it says once you identify a disorderly pattern, it's not consistent. Let me give you an Old Testament scripture. Proverbs 24, 21. And I'll give you four things to check for in your associations and then we'll close. Proverbs 24, verse 21. Proverbs 24, verse 21. Says, withdraw from those who walk disorderly. Says, my son, fear the Lord and the King. I'll spend time to teach you about this because some of you fear only God and not the King. You realize that there are earthly relationships that you must honor, even though you are a believer. God has set them in place. Do you understand what I'm saying? Says, my son, fear the Lord and the king do not associate with those giving to change those who don't have consistency in their life you have somebody every one month is coming with new vision don't associate with those who are giving to change always not consistent Always not consistent. There's something new every time. Something new. They never finish a project. They're always betting things. Always having ideas. You can't build consistency in their life. There's no consistency of habit. There's no consistency of character. There's no consistency of words. Watch people who don't keep their words. Run away from them. Even in little things. If people give you their word, you know, there are some of my friends. If they call me and they say, Hey, we're going to do this. I can go and sleep. There are some others. If they say, we're going to do this. I just immediately, I drop the call. I start making alternative arrangements. They're not going to do it. Number one, your friends must align with your purpose. 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 Your friends must align with your purpose. And how many of you know all our purpose starts from God? So, we, uh, we, first of all, we cannot have people who are unbelievers as our closest friends. I don't know how you guys manage to do it. I know you are miracle workers. You can't have an unbeliever as your closest friend where all your discussions god cannot show up all your discussions scriptures cannot show up in fact if you if you don't make the word of god your final authority you can't be my friend we should come to a place where both of us come and say what does the word of god says about this and if the word of god says this that's it we don't have an opinion that's it that's our opinion so the word says this but i'm thinking we can't be thinking that's what the word says why are you thinking that's why it's, it's in black and white Purpose must be purpose-driven. Your friendship must be purpose-driven. You must have friends who are purpose-driven. Number two, we're progressives. Don't have friends who are stagnant. Don't have friends or associates who celebrate mediocrity. Something happened to me. As I was thinking about this message, it came very strong to my my heart. One of, I mean, I, I study, I read a lot. I read a lot. But one of the reasons I started doing bachelor's in theology one of my closest friends we just talked about it we're like man we need to study and all that and then he just inspired me and then that's how I started studying and two of my closest friends have gone for their further studies everybody around me was just jumping on one education or something and just getting better and I just thought oh well wow. <laughs> we can also do this that's it progressive the way both of you were in the in the last 10 years is the same way he, he has been begging you for house rent consistently in 10 years you have been bailing him out. You are still planning to bail him out in the next 10 years. In fact, this is the 10th year anniversary of his begging you. No progress. And then you are like, I grew up with him. So if you grew up with the devil, you'll die with the devil. No. Sometimes you have to be honest about people and say, listen, you are not contributing to me. Will they feel bad? Absolutely. You can't make the whole world feel good. You're not Father Christmas. And even Father Christmas, all the children don't like them. Number f- three, do they have a pattern, a consistent habit? That's where you should read Proverbs 24, 21. Do they have what? A consistent habit. Are they consistent in the things of God? Are they consistent in giving? Are they consistent in associations? In th- Is there consistency or they're always changing? And the last one. Do they have potentials for development you, see, you, know, you know why if your closest friend is developing himself you will also be developing yourself but if they don't have that potential awareness and they are not developing themselves they will stop you from developing themselves are you following what I'm saying I mean oh one of, one of the guys I mentor wrote something about education and I'll comment quickly do you get the point you know because after a while, you now start getting used to people who say, going to school does not matter. Even with third class, bigate, bigate dropped out of school. Which school did bigate drop out from? Uh, 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 Bonnie Grammar School. Uh, to gain admission into Harvard alone. Even to just gain that admission, you know he's a bright person. Was he playing with, with, uh, with, 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 with stones when he dropped out? And then after a while, you just have a narrative that... Pushes you against the education. Because you constantly hear some of these phrases that we don't analyze. And I tell everybody here: if you're going to school, if you're in scholarship in our in our church, and we're giving you educational scholarship for those in school, there is a grade you can maintain. If you want to be a motivational speaker, it's not without money. That's the truth. There is a grade. Why? Because that's why you went there. You you didn't go there four years so you can come out with the third class. I don't have any problem if you come if you came out with the third class, it's fine. But don't make it a doctrine. Don't make it as a pathway to success. Do you understand what I'm saying? These little conversations. I can't tell you. I mean, this is our local church. And I can tell you how when the conversation about tithing began to go into the atmosphere. How income of churches were just dropping. Even without people researching. Even people who didn't want to pay before. That the freeze now became their pastor. See, check his YouTube. Listen, listen to it I'm just saying, that's how powerful conversations are. You just realize that unconsciously, as you are ready to give your tithe, the YouTube video will just play in your head. leave it. Go and buy shoe. Or people will just say, I want to give to the widow. <laughs> Praise God. Conversations are powerful. Social media is powerful. Are you following what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to build convictions of truth within you. If not, you'll be living a life that is narrated by other people you don't even know exists and then your potential will be at risk because you are here on assignment from God and it's something God wants you to achieve in this life and that's what it's going to judge you by praise God let's pray father we thank you and we ask tonight father God that you just speak to us in dreams and in revelations and through impressions of our hearts now father where we're missing it in the area of relationships and associations you will help us We ask, Father, that you bring the right people our way. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth broadcast with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805. 888-7575 God bless you.